I have a tendency to do everything alcoholically, whether it's with alcohol or not, like food, TV, coffee. I have this addictive nature. True fun is in sobriety for me. When I'm drinking, there's nothing fun about it. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. This is a show where we share experience, strength, and hope through inspirational interviews with members of the recovery community. Today's January 23rd. Lee is back and she's brought a friend with her, Jess C. Jess got sober relatively young and she tells what that was like and she shares today's daily reflection. Having fun yet? I hope you enjoy the episode. Lee, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. So glad to be back, Mike. And I'm especially excited to be here today. I've got my dear friend, Jessica, here with us. She's from Leesburg, Virginia. I've known her since I came into the rooms and her recovery is just incredible. She inspires me all the time. So I'm glad to have her here. Welcome, Jess. It's great to have you on the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Would you get us started by reading the Daily Reflection for January 23rd? Um, Yes, no problem. I got it right here. This is January 23rd. Having fun yet? We aren't a glum lot. If newcomers could see no joy or fun in our existence, they wouldn't want it. We absolutely insist on enjoying life. We try not to indulge in cynicism over the state of the nations, nor do we carry the world's troubles on our shoulders. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 132. When my own house is in order, I find the different parts of my life are more manageable. Stripped from the guilt and remorse that cloaked my drinking years, I am free to assume my proper role in the universe. But this condition requires maintenance. I should stop and ask myself, am I having fun yet? If I find answering that question difficult or painful, perhaps I'm taking myself too seriously and finding it difficult to admit that I've strayed from my practice of working the program to keep my house in order. I think the pain I experience is one way my higher power has to get my attention, coaxing me to take stock of my performance. The slight time and effort it takes to work the program, a spot check inventory, for example, or the making of amends, whatever is appropriate, are well worth the effort. Wow, that's beautiful. Why why did you pick that one, Jess? Um, I picked this reading because um, it's so important for me to remind myself to have fun and to enjoy life. And um, when I got here, I thought that my life was pretty much over and all the fun was just going to be sucked out of it. Um, A lot of my drinking was searching for the fun in life and trying to feel free. Um, I wanted to feel free in my skin. And one of my biggest fears when I got here was that I was just going to be this like dull gray human being on the planet that didn't have a spark in any way. And um, this reading, A, reminds me that to get out of my head and to have fun, I'm alive. Thank God I'm alive. Let's rejoice in today. And also that true fun is in sobriety for me. When I'm drinking, there's nothing fun about it. And that's really the truth. Do you feel like you found your proper role in the universe? (laughs) (laughs) That's, that seems like a, like a high order or high task. I don't know. 
Um, I suppose, I guess I can complicate that idea, but really if I'm just waking up and doing what's in front of me and um, trying to just bring love and service and into, you know, every moment that I'm alive, then sure. I mean, who knows what that looks like or how it's interpreted, but yeah, I guess in my own way. So I always wonder, I mean, I got sober rather late in life at 48 years old. And I sometimes think about the pain that I felt as a, a young adult. I'm wondering as someone who got sober young, how do you know that the pain that you felt, I mean, we all experience enough pain to drive us into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, but how do you know that that pain was not just a part of your, your young adult life? Yeah, that, oh my goodness. That was something I struggled with for years in sobriety. Um, when I got here, I didn't think I was an alcoholic. Other people could see it. I couldn't see it, you know? And even when I fell in love with the program, with the 12 steps, with the fellowship, with the people in it, I harbored this like deep fear that people were going to realize that I wasn't alcoholic and they were going to kick me out. That was it. I, and I was so fearful because I finally felt happy in my skin and I finally felt like I found a community and, um, the state of denial that I was in when I got here was very deep seated and, um, my brain was very thick. You know, I just, uh, it took me a while to really like let the alcohol get out of my system. I know now, and thank God, and thanks for asking this question. I know now a hundred percent I'm alcoholic because I have a tendency to do everything alcoholically, whether it's with alcohol or not, like food, attention, TV, coffee. I have this addictive nature that anything that makes me feel good, I want more of. And I know that it wasn't just a weird like depression I was going through. This is just how, this is how I'm adjusted to live is I'm a feel good junkie and I just want more of what makes me feel different. (laughs) So it gets messy sometimes. I think life is messy, isn't it? I mean, there's just, I think we, we take the alcohol out. That doesn't mean life goes away. So how does the program help you manage all of that? The program reminds me that I'm not in charge, that there's a higher purpose to me and to my life, um, that it's not all about me, you know, Um, and that's a serious freedom is to know that uh, my life isn't all about me. It's really about um, just trying to be of love and service to others. You know, and when I, when I live from that space, um, I enjoy life and I have, I have fun, you know, and clearing the mess, the inventory piece of, uh, recovery, I mean, is a serious tool that works to sit down and take a good, honest look at myself and say, Hey, what kind of behaviors am I hanging out with? What kind of ways am I trying to play God? and bringing suffering into my life into other people's lives. And then with God's help, 
being able to like apply different behaviors to feel better, you know, I don't know, man, the, the 12 steps, they're so simple, but they work every time I use them, you know, remember there's a God get out of my own way and then try to help someone else. They always work. Did you have trouble with the concept of God early on? I early on felt, yes, early on, totally I did. Um, I felt like I had to define and know God right away. Uh, the people that I admired seemed to have a really strong understanding of their higher power, and I kind of felt like a lost soul. I know what my body would feel like, what my mind and spirit would feel like when I felt connected, but I didn't know necessarily what that higher power looked like. You know, if it was attached to a doctrine, was it, um, I had a hard time, but that, thank God that it's not about defining my higher power. It's just about having to trust that there is a power out there that loves me, wants the best for me, that's taking care of me. You know, it's just placing my trust and not necessarily trying to get down into the nitty gritty of it. When I do these interviews, I always think about who might be listening in and I know that there's going to be folks that might not have a lot of time, or maybe they're not even in the program yet. Um, how would you, how would you help someone that's thinking they may have a problem with drugs or alcohol, drugs and alcohol, and, uh, and they, they struggle with the conception of God. What would you tell, what would you tell them? That's a really good question. Um, first of all, I would say there are so many amazing human beings on the planet that are sober, fun, artistic, funny, free-spirited, some of the biggest partiers in the world, you know, um, are sober. There's a whole community. When I got here, I didn't realize there were so many cool people in AA and in recovery, you know, and I think just knowing that, that there, there's a bunch of people that are fun that are waiting to meet you. So there's a community that is there to accept you. Um, also, I would tell, you know, a newcomer, someone who's struggling with alcohol or drugs that the way you feel right now is not something that you have to continuously feel for the rest of your life. There's hope for you, you know. Um, I would say you don't have to say you're alcoholic or really that you even have a problem. That's not something that you need to do. Why don't you just come check it out? Come meet some cool people who have changed their lives. There doesn't have to be this, you know, written in stone commitment. Just see what's going on. Just check it out. So while we're recording this, Jessica, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we're not really going to a lot of in-person meetings right now. How has that affected your, your program, your sobriety? Initially, um, initially it was really, it was really hard because, uh, fellowship is a huge piece, uh, of my sobriety. I thrive, um, in a room with people. I thrive hugging people. Um, I love being hugged, you know, uh, but I'm so grateful that we have this video platform because somehow it's working. You can still communicate what's like the dark stuff that's going on on the inside. 
people hear me, see me, can talk to me, share their inside stuff that's going on. There's still connection happening. It's not optimum. It's not, you know, the best there is, but it's working. And I see people getting so I've, I've met people that I got like, have gotten like nine months sober on zoom. It blows my mind. But at the same time, I get it because we're still here connecting with each other and sharing what's going on and, and removing that feeling of being alone. You know, you're not alone. Yeah. For me, that's what it's all about. It's that connection. And fortunately, you know, my home group managed to make that transition and, and I still feel those connections on a daily basis. Um, I go to meetings every day. How often do you go to meetings? I go three to four times a week. Um, I just did a 90 and 90, which is so awesome because I haven't done that in a really long time. I feel like we need to explain what a 90 and 90 is. Yes. So a 90 and 90 is 90 meetings in 90 days. It's a huge commitment. It's a commitment we generally suggest newcomers attempt to do though, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just because you want to get to know people and you want people to get to know you. And unless there's this, um, this constant contact with others, then it's really easy to hide, you know? And when we hide and we sit alone with these heavy feelings, that's when alcoholism and addiction really prey on us, you know? Yeah. That's so prevalent. Did, did you hide uh, before you came into the program? I don't think so. No, I just had no idea that anything was wrong. I was just so in denial and I thought I was living my best life. And it's hysterical when I look back at it now because it was so sad. It was so incredibly sad. And at the time I thought, um, you know, they say YOLO, you only live once. I was, I thought, I thought I was living the dream. And now that I can soberly analyze my life, I was living a nightmare. And that is, um, that's the mental twist that alcohol can play on my mind. It can really make my reality seem like it's okay. When in fact, uh, it's really dark, you know, and lonely and uh, fear driven. So I found for me that getting into recovery really dramatically changed all the relationships that I have. And what ways have you found that your relationships have, have changed? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, when I got here, I was really young. I was 20 years old. It was a week before my 21st birthday. Um, all of my relationships were a mess because they were one-sided. It was all about me all the time. What can you give me, get me, uh, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. I need you right now. Come quick. <laughs> like, um, so now uh, it's a lot different because um, my capacity to love has grown tremendously. Um, I have the ability to listen and pay attention to other people's needs. It's not all about me all the time. And a lot of times I get what I give 
in a relationship. Um, my idea of a relationship is not necessarily about, and I'm talking about romantic, family, friends, uh, being a, a worker, co-workers. There's all, you know, even the people in the supermarket that I see on a regular basis, like I want to build relationships with people around me because I care about others. It's not about me all the time. Um, so what I, what I, what I give is what I get. And, um, I'm not just sitting there waiting for attention or, um, I want to bring things into the relationships today, you know? That's beautiful. So what advice do you have for, for somebody listening in? You're not alone. You're not alone. There is a whole world um, of people who are absolutely dedicated to enjoying life, who know how to have fun uh, without alcohol or drugs, who are funny, hysterical people who are, um... okay, I'm going to start over. Will you ask me that again? Yeah, sure. So what advice do you have for, uh, for anyone listening in? I would say that you're not alone. With whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. There is a whole world of people that are here that can help you, that, believe it or not, uh, have been exactly where you are, um, that are feeling the way you feel, and they know the way out. And they're people that you might actually want to hang out with on a regular basis because they're fun and they're funny and they do really cool things. And um, we're waiting for you. We want to, we want to show you love. Absolutely. That is beautiful. We're saving them a seat. That's right. That's right. So is there anything else you want to tell the audience before we wrap? I just want to say uh, being sober is amazing. I love it. Um, I love 12-step program. It works. And um, yeah, that's it. Well, Jess, thanks so much for spending time with us. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks so much for listening. If you could provide a rating on the podcast networks or a thumbs up on YouTube. You can like us, you can subscribe. That would be wonderful. That would help us get the word out. You can also find us online at facebook.com slash groups slash daily reflection podcast. We've got a blog where we write articles about recovery blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. Thanks everybody. Have a great day.